Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is wrong with you? I don't know. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Yes, day two of the Minnesota State Fair. Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North. And Rami Maklov... Not only taking advantage of the great culinary options here, the fried goodness at the Minnesota State Fair. What I had today wasn't even fried, and I'm ready to declare it the best thing at the State Fair, and that was the lobster roll from Cafe Caribe. Yeah, you brought a salad, a pre-packed salad. I brought a salad for lunch. Which is, by the way, like, what, what the hell are you what? doing? Well, cause what? What yes- is your problem? Yesterday, I don't even remember what I had, what I actually had for lunch. What did I go and get for lunch? Um, something fried. I don't. Rem- I don't remember what I ate you, yesterday. You, you blacked out. I blacked out. But then I had dogs. the fried cheese on the air, and then we had a function afterwards where we went to and were fed quite well and had a few beers and meat sweats. I went home with a serious case of the meat sweats. Walked my dog before I even sat on the couch because I knew it was over as soon as I sat down <laughs> on the couch, and it was right after the walk. It was the day was just over, and I was like, I can't. I'm not going to survive two weeks of this. I got to be. Healthy some of the time, so wait, 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 wait. I packed a lunch, and uh, oh, no. I did not get to that lunch. First of all, you told us yesterday yeah. that, that you were basically going to eat through the fair, that there would be no diet during the fair. Second of all, I know. packing a lunch for yourself on day two. A salad. A salad. salad. Yeah. Okay. Packing a salad is the worst lie I've ever heard a person tell yeah, him or herself. You should have seen it. Like, like, and has anyone actually seen evidence of the salad? I can show it to you. I'll go and get it. It's in my lunch bag. It's in the bag. fridge? Yeah, it's in the fridge. Manny, can you go get his it's salad? It's not in the fridge. It's in my lunch bag, which is right by yeah, my see, backpack. See, now it keeps getting further away. Oh, no, it's not in, in no, my lunch bag. No, it's actually it's in the shuttle bus. It's in the lunch bag back yeah. at the station. It's in That's my lunch is, bag yeah. back there. I guarantee you, you'll find it. I diligently was up this morning making a salad to take with me for lunch that I absolutely did not need. What a noob. I know. This is the worst lie I've ever heard. I'm a trying person not tell to die. Himself. I'm trying not to die, guys. All right. I was 320 pounds at one time. I'm trying to not be that guy again. See, right, 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 there's, the there's the lunch here. bag. See the lunch bag. You can. I won't. You can go in it. Yeah, this is okay. By the way, out. all right. For the, for people watching here, this is a this is an historic moment. Someone brought a salad <laughs> to the Minnesota State Fair here. I right, used to got, do this every day. Water, Cup Foods, Natural Spring Water. I did this every day at the Wisconsin State Fair. Yep. Well, wait a sec. We have a, literally a hunk of that cheese. That was brought to here. me. That was brought yeah, to me no, with the lobster roll. That yeah, was brought to was. me today with the lobster roll. Okay. All right. That was sure. a gift. Okay. Thank you, Brian. And we definitely yep. do have See, a free salad, salad with some turkey and some ham. Lots of veggies. Thank you. See. Disappointed Can I see that? You. Disappointed you. That shouldn't even be allowed into Honest the state Honest to God, why didn't they... should not even <laughs> yes, be allowed did, into the state Why didn't fair? they confiscate this at the door? <laughs> they they looked the through your stuff. The guy did look at me weird. You know what? If you showed up with a bag full of ammunition and this salad, they would be more likely to take the salad <laughs> out of your bag. Okay? <laughs> Maybe if I didn't uh, look the way I do and my name wasn't Robbie Macklin. <laughs> 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 how, how did you win the stuffed unicorn here? We uh, played a game. Danny and I went and played some some carnival games, and it was the old toss the ball in the cup. And if you get it in a red, blue, or a yellow cup, you get a prize. I got yellow cup and uh, a little unicorn for my for my efforts. Well, I know I'm a big winner, guys. I put my glasses on it. I'm just a big winner. There I don't know go. if you guys knew when you hired me, but you're hiring a big winner. Okay, this is the smallest thing I've seen here. <laughs> You are you are a winner, but big does not define this. Because I saw people with those huge. By the way, 
What do you do with those? So you win. So let's just say you're an adult. You're with your girlfriend or wife, okay? Yeah. And you win her the and, big, and you the win the giant huge, stuffed animal. One, does she really want that? And two, how long before it just gets to be a nuisance in your house? Forget the house. you got to walk around with that thing okay, the rest of the day and night. The whole thing to me, though, I don't want... Cronin was out, out here on uh, the, the first day yesterday talking about, oh, I want one of those. I want to win one of those huge stuff. I'm like, are you crazy? You don't need that clutter in your house. You're I will adult. say this. I've never seen anybody with the giant stuffed animal who didn't look elated, who just had the biggest smile on their face, regardless of age. For now. There's something about those giant stuffed animals that brings joy to the human soul. Except for Judd. Except for Judd. The right. only thing that brings joy to Judd's human soul or robotic soul is when coaches get fired. So if they had like like you know like a coach with X's over his eyes or something at that's the that's not uh, true area when teardowns of teams start I'm very excited by that <laughs> when captains are stripped of the sea very excited that's not true I have a wide array of things that excite right. me by about. the way as we have this conversation I have my work email open yeah. and uh, there is an email from the head of our cafeteria who points out that there is a grab and go going on at our building's cafeteria during the state fair so people can bring healthy options with them instead of yeah. indulging yeah. nonstop in the state food fa- in the state fair fair you didn't know this but the grab and go is actually just like hot dish on a stick <laughs> just like grab it bring it on the shuttle bring it to the state fair this is a stupid question i'm sure but is there a hot dish on a stick yes and it's the greatest thing they have there okay there, there has been in the past is there still hot dish on a stick does anybody yes. know i had it yesterday somebody yes. gave a thumbs up where is it yeah. can you point in the general direction that way that way okay. okay that way that way all right all right okay we can make that happen at some point when you least expect it for the rami fried right. food challenge perfect that could get messy though it will get, get messy. really messy. Yeah. And I believe you dip All it. All over Rami's shirt. You dip it in gravy, too. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll do it later. Okay. Yeah. I'm down. Let's do this. Okay. Right now. All right. So, gentlemen. <laughs> Says the guy who brought a salad. <laughs> tonight at Target Field, the Minnesota Twins take on the now 38-87 and 87 Detroit Tigers. And it's funny because the Tigers actually started Hold off. On. Did they you were say like 38-87? and 38-87. and 87. 38 Good games out of first place. Yes. Yep. And it's funny because they actually were, uh, a, 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 I believe, a small handful of games above 500 as the season went into May. Uh, but they, they have the, the Detroit Tigers in the month of August so far have six wins. In the month of July, they had four wins. So they have ten total wins since the end of June. And they come into Target Field tonight. And I want to give the floor to Judd Zolgad here because he had a morning Judd rant on our Twitter account, at Score North if you're not following, that I think we should allow him space to explore here. And I full, wholeheartedly endorse and agree with Judd. I wouldn't even call it a rant. It was a strong suggestion to my friends. In fact, I went to the glove. I was so passionate about this. I went to the glove outside the target field gates to discuss this. Cleveland just got swept, right? Mets swept them in three. Uh, Cleveland went to New York for seven games, four against the Yankees and three against the Mets, and comes back two and five. You now uh, have lost or just lost two or three to a Chicago White Sox team that is not very good, but I think is improving, okay? Yep. But you're now going to play a team, God love them, 38 games out of first place. You have a chance right now to create serious separation. Uh, again, a team, Cleveland came back from 11 and a half down in early June to catch you and pass you. And you now have a chance in the next three games to create some real separation playing against a team that has cashed in its season. I know it still wins every now and then, but wow. the Tigers are done. All right. So sweep this series. And I know that we could talk about, well, it's baseball. Judge, you can't say that, and you don't know, and pitching, blah, 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 blah. That's what he's going to tell you. Okay. Thank you. Okay. That's fine. I mean, do I need to? You already know it's But sweep these, <laughs> sweep these swine, these Detroit Tigers. Jesus. They're no good. Swine. Go and beat them in three games. And you know what? Here's what I really want to see. I'll double down here. Don't just sweep them. Beat them convincingly and make us say, that starting pitching was pretty good. He reminds me of them. Jose Brios, go out there tonight and make us say, Okay, the Tigers aren't good, but that was impressive. I like after three outings that scare the bejeebers as a person that follows the Twins, scare me a lot. Jose Barrios, go out there tonight and shut them down for seven, and, and let's see the bullpen in moderation, but let's see a dominant weekend at Target Field against a team that has no hope and has no life. 
So I, I agree with Judd, and I know. So we'll give Rami his his floor here as well because I'm going to guess that sweep is not ever something that that you have in your mind as an expectation. Not necessarily, no. But I feel like the further we get away from the trade deadline, the more we've been willing to just kind of lower the bar for the Twins. That okay, well. Yeah, they didn't get that starting pitcher, so I guess World Series is going to be a little bit out of the question. And, well, they lost a couple games over here to the White Sox, and so maybe maybe they've kind of finished playing their best baseball. And I say, no, let's keep, let's keep a fair bar. This is, this is, again, this team's going to break the home run record in like two weeks. They might break it next week if they hit 10 this weekend. They're, they're 10 home runs away from tying. I mean, it's the, t- it's the Tigers. They could break it this weekend. Well, they're 22 away. If they yeah. hit seven per game against the Tigers <laughs> exactly. this weekend, which is crazy, the that's not that crazy. Yeah, and, and so I'm I'm looking at this Tigers team saying they've won 10 games in two months, and you have a chance at home. And then again, you, you play them on the road. Uh, you play them is it four times? I believe later on, and you you play them again here in like a week. Win all seven of those games and put the division to bed, or six six and one. I'll go six and one. You can lose one of them. If you go six and one against the Tigers over that stretch, you put the division to bed once and for all. You got a three game lead right now. End the division in the next week should be their goal. End the division in the next week. You think they can end the division in the next week? Yes. Even if they win six of seven. I don't know if it ends yeah. the division in the next week. If they win six of seven, I think they'll be at least five clear of the Indians. And then barring like the Indians completely walking through you and winning every game. And then you've got the ten games at the end of the year against the Royals and the Tigers. I think you can win the division the next week, and that's that's my plea to the Twins. Let's set a high bar here. Go take care of business against a team that is already booking tea times for October. I mean, everything you guys are saying totally realistic, and I can even understand where you're coming from. And everything I'm about to say is probably somewhat cliche, but baseball is a crazy game, man. And I don't know that you can ever. This goes back to what we were talking about. In terms of hopes and expectations. See those hands? He threw the unicorn at me. Got it. This, this goes back to the conversation we had about hopes and expectations, and that was more of a big-picture discussion. Can you expect a World Series or an ALCS appearance? And I was saying that's, that's kind of hard to put on anybody. you got to be a really, really good baseball team. you got to be like, I don't know, the Astros of 2017 who just appeared to be better than everybody to the naked eye. When, when you get in a situation like that, and they have the type of record that that team had, you look at it and you go, yeah, at least a World Series appearance is, is a realistic expectation. When it comes to sweeps, and look, I predicted sweeps on, on Write That Down, and we have Write That Down coming up at 5 o'clock. I might do it again today for Write That Down because I'm trying to get my slugging percentage up. That's the only reason I do it. I don't ever seriously predict a sweep of any team, no matter how bad. Two out of three is a fair expectation, and it's totally realistic to hope for a sweep. It's probably better than a 50-50 chance to hope for a sweep because you said they've won 10 games in the last month. Is that what you just no, said, Phil? No, no, The last two months? The last two months, they've won 10 games. So it's probably better than Ten. a 50-50 shot to get a sweep. But an expectation, like that's what should happen, or this, this weekend is a failure? That's just a little crazy, guys. Getting, I feel you like guys are getting carried away. Judd and I are like, who's what's the who's that the 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 mean dojo leader from Karate Kid that walks up to Johnny and says, basically says, I want you to end Daniel Russo's life, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. end the Tigers. But you know what I want to say? Sweep the leg. It, it is it is not too much in my mind to ask for a dominant weekend from your starters, right? That's not you're playing Detroit. You can do that, right? Now if you. I don't know. Let's say you lose a, a weird, weird game like the Astros did to the Tigers a couple nights ago. I think Verlander lost something like 2-1 to one in that game. But I really, what I really want to see is I want to see your starting pitchers rebound here and dominate. Because they can. And, and the thing that scares me the most about this team's chances right now, it's not the bullpen. It's certainly not the bats. Yeah. It's starting pitching. Yeah. Uh, quick, quick aside as I sort of watch the crowd flow. So I... They took away the most convenient bathroom for us, the, like the public one yeah, that was back by the bridge. Why is that gone, by the so, way? I don't, it's no I looked longer... for it today. I walked around. So I went over there yesterday. I mean, we've been going to... I've been... This is my 10th state fair. We've been going to I the bathroom there. ESPN or, so I walked... You know, I'm like on my phone, and I'm walking back, and it's muscle memory, and I like walk up to the door that usually is the bathroom or into the little yeah. entry point, and I go and like where the door normally would be, and there's just no door there anymore. Just like, they've, like, walled off the you whole thing. You reach for a door yeah. that doesn't exist. <laughs> but 
um, maybe I'm just nerdy like this. So I went to the bathroom that was sort of down by the stop sign in, in front of us over here as uh, Chamber Street curls around. And I know what it's like to be an NFL running back now. I'm like envisioning myself as Delvin Cook and like watching like the flow of the defense and trying to find like walking trying lanes. Trying to find seams. Yeah. It's just trying to find seams and lanes and blockers. If I can find. Bounce off people. If I can find a rotund fullback looking male with a turkey leg who's walking at a brisk pace, like I will draft off that person yep. as I look to find mm-hmm. my destination. Yeah. It's become a game for me at the State Fair. Why so far though? There's a bathroom right back here. That one has us. like a 30-person line. Come, oh, it, it, in the building over yeah. here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I awkwardly, it went pretty quick. I awkwardly walked. You're talking about this building right here, the private no, one. No, I'm talking about the one with with the line, which I actually, when the old bathroom, I found out it was closed, went to and got in that line, moved very briskly. Okay. Um, yeah, I I went to this little private one over oh, here. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's the one I've been using because you know. I can't be using public bathrooms at the state You're fair. Guys. That's just not <laughs> the, the state fair. That's just not something I can do. The state just, the state fair is, and I, I'm sure you enjoy it right now. Uh-huh. But Rami, it is so anti you. It's a dream and a nightmare all right, at once. Because yeah. you because because you've lost all this weight, mm-hmm. and basically it's just saying, "Why don't you some more, Rami? Put it back on." And yeah. then bathroom wise, you don't play road games, and that's all this is is one big Oakland Coliseum like, road game. I don't like, I don't game. like yeah. to shake hands yeah. with strangers because because of, of my germophobia. I know uh, I, it's it's all. Like, Legit too. Yeah. No. This this the state fair is a dream and a nightmare all at once for me. The food is great. The I li- the camaraderie is is good. I like playing games. I just won this this unicorn right here with my athletic prowess. Um, but yeah, there are there are definitely the drawbacks. Public bathrooms, crowded public bathrooms, people and yeah. sweat and germs everywhere. <laughs> and, and Judd made the the right point in, in terms of playing a road game from a bathroom standpoint. It is very much the Oakland Coliseum. Oh, yeah. It ain't it ain't Target Field. Oh. No. No. You know, you're, there's uh-uh. no sweets here. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. Um, so we are Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app, which, by the way, if you show our merchandise booth the Score North mobile app, as long as you've got it on your phone, well, two things. Number one, you get a $5 T-shirt at our merchandise booth, and also you get access 24-7 to live streaming Score North. We reward you the longer you listen, as long as you're a registered member. You can listen to our podcast on the Scarnoth mobile app, and you can read all of our featured written content from Judd Zolgad, Matthew Collar, Danny Cunningham, and Derek Wetmore. We're hanging out here until 6 o'clock tonight, and we're going to be here every weekday until Labor Day. When we come back, today is actually, if not for Danny Cunningham reminding us on Scarnoth.com, today is a really interesting Minnesota sports anniversary and fork in the road that we're going to talk about when we come back here. Just off of Chamber Street... And uh, on the left edge of the grandstand, if you're walking around the State Fair or you plan to sometime in the next 10 days, let's talk about Federated Mutual Insurance Company here for a brief moment, protecting business owners, uh, owners and making their businesses as successful as they can be for over a century. It's a Minnesota-based company and uh, down in Owatonna, and uh, they help business owners. And I've been one in the past. I know the ups and the downs and what goes into running a business, heck, you spend more time with your employees and your co-founders than you do your family in a lot of cases. And so you need an insurance company that has your back every step of the way, and that's Federated. Federated is also a strong supporter of local sports teams in town. So it's just a perfect match for Mackie and Jeb with Rami and for all you business owners out there. Go to their website, federatedinsurance.com, to find your Federated marketing representative and to find out about the industries that Federated protects. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours, live from the Minnesota State Fair with Rami's unicorn that he won from the Midway and Rami's salad that he's probably not going to eat. It's <laughs> Mackie dinner. That's dinner tonight. Mackie and Judd with Rami. Welcome back to the Minnesota State Fair. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app. We will do a live edition of Write That Down and an accountability session here at the top of the next hour. So if you want to uh, listen to us and watch us make mostly failed predictions and make fun of each other, that'll, that'll happen at 5 o'clock today. And by the way, just we're, we're, we're throwing this out until Labor Day. We're going to be here doing these shows. And this particular show, Judd and I have been doing a show together for, I believe this would be our sixth fair together, fifth or sixth fair yeah, and this is Rami's first fair here. Mm-hmm. We love meeting listeners and hanging out with listeners. So I know sometimes, like, listeners, you come out and you don't know, all right, can I come up? 
if you come up anytime during a commercial break and want to say hi to us and, and fist bump Rami because he doesn't do the handshake do thing, we just, thing. We, were like, we just did a nice handshake. You guys did? I'll shake your hand if I know you and I know you're <laughs> not gross. <laughs> but you'll fist bump everybody else. I don't know you. Here's the problem. I just touched my phone. We fist bump. Oh, man. Gotcha. <laughs> But yeah, gotcha. come, come on up and make Rami uncomfortable during a commercial break, and uh, we'll. I mean, we'll, we'll do it up. We could just keep the hand sanitizer out here, and I will shake hands if if we do that. Just a big tub squirt, of hand squirt, squirt. Exactly. Yeah, we can yeah, get together. that for you. That'd be no problem. All right. All right. Making Rami uncomfortable is one of the best things to do. <laughs> it's, one of my, it's one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> You're not the only one. Pastime. This has been a theme throughout my life. <laughs> That's a beautiful board man gets paid shirt over there. It's terrific. And we've got our drone friends over here. We have Jake and friends? Tyler, but let's uh, yes, we have drone friends. Let's bring Danny Cunningham into the show here. Danny Cunningham from Score North Live, Cluster Fun, ScoreNorth.com, raised by wolves, and uh, pretty soon we're going to announce a new Vikings-related show sometime next week. But Danny reminded us all today on our website of an amazing and interesting five-year Minnesota sports anniversary. So set this up for us, Danny. Yeah, happy anniversary, guys, to uh, to all of you, every Timberwolves fans, and uh, Andrew Wiggins. Today's his five-year anniversary of being a member of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Wow. Today's the five-year anniversary of the Kevin Love trade, guys. A round it's, of applause, if amazing. you yes, please. Yes, please, yeah, everybody. Fair. Thank you. <laughs> so many Wiggins fans out there. Just, yeah. yeah, I haven't seen many jerseys, i got to say. So that's amazing that it's been five years already, and this will be seem like it. Wigan's sixth year with the Timberwolves. We were at the All Star Game. It was here, right? And what, what was that when the trade went down around July of that year? Yeah, we had getting Wiggy with it shirts at the State at, Fair. Yeah, that they year. did really. They did really well back then. Actually, before before we unpack this, can I and, and call this a hot take if you want to? I know five years have passed, and there's a lot to dissect. And Andrew Wiggins has not panned out to the degree that anyone hoped here. That was still a brilliant trade by the Timberwolves. I, I actually really do agree with you there because how often do we see franchises that have disgruntled superstars, which is exactly what Kevin Love was at that time. He was a guy that averaged 26 and 13 his last year with the Wolves. Unhappy. That's what he was. He wanted out. He was unhappy. He wasn't going to resign. We've seen that situation play out so many more times in the NBA since then. The Wolves got the number one overall draft pick. The Cavs had that with Kyrie Irving. They got a beat-up Isaiah Thomas and a lottery pick. The Pacers didn't get that for Paul George. Now, Victor Oladipo's turned into a better player, but they didn't get the number one overall pick. We don't see teams get something that high for a superstar that's entering a contract year because yep. it's, it's not easy, even as if they were the Cavs traded for Kevin Love knowing he was going to mit, commit. He ended up doing so, but that wasn't always the promise either. Yes. I mean, at the time of that trade... Kevin Love was done with the Timberwolves. He was now. I think we, we we weren't quite to the point where, like now in the NBA, you just have mass. You've got mass superstar chaos demanding trades at every corner. So it hadn't gotten to the point where I'm just not going to. Or he he hadn't flat out said I'm not going to report to camp or I'm right. not going to come play. But it was made very clear behind the scenes he was not going to play for the Timberwolves long term. And so to wind up getting the number one overall pick, and at the time. And I've been as hard on Wiggins since then as anybody. At the time, to get the guy that people thought might be the best player in the NBA five years later, it was a brilliant trade that didn't work out nearly what they had hoped it And, and the impressive thing at the time, too, was, to Phil's point, Flip's leverage was zero. Yeah. like And, and he spent that entire year before that whining and dining love, taking him out every time he could, basically begging him, saying, let's make this work. And Kevin's like, no, no, no. And so I, I remember um, at some point on our show saying, I'm really concerned because Flip's more of a coach than a GM here. And I don't know that he's going to be able to handle this because he's going to get nothing. And, and Flip, God bless him, being Flip, called Doogie one night and said, tell your guy on that, on that radio station to calm down. I'll, I'll do just fine. And Flip <laughs> was exactly right. But so take us through when as you, you went back and looked at this, Danny Cunningham. Take us through some of the permeations of how this could have changed and been altered by, by things that certainly could have been out of the Wolves' control, but now, looking back, could have been interesting. One of the things that definitely was out of the Wolves' control is, what if LeBron doesn't go back to Cleveland? What if he stays in Miami? Say they beat the Spurs, win three titles in a row, he doesn't go home, at least not then. 
that's that's an area where Kevin Love isn't going to get traded to Cleveland. And if he is, they're not giving up Andrew Wiggins for Kevin Love because then the Cavs have this this young core of Kyrie Irving, Deion Waiters, Tristan Thompson, and Andrew Wiggins is the fourth and probably final piece to complete their post-LeBron rebuild. So if LeBron stays in Miami, that's a place where you're not going to send Kevin Love, or you're just you're not going to get Andrew Wiggins for him. Another one that's interesting is what if Golden State would have said yes to the Klay Thompson Kevin Love swap because that's something that the Wolves put on the table. So that was a thing for a while. That like, it was that a like thing. The, it got pretty high up with the Warriors, mm. and then Jerry West stepped in because he was a consultant in Golden State at the time. Now he's with the Clippers. He stepped in and and he said he saw something in Klay Thompson that other people didn't quite see. And in the five years since then, the entire world has seen that, but he saw it before anybody else. That was something that was thought about. What do the Wolves look like if that happens? Or what if the Cavs take Joel Embiid with the number one overall pick? What if they take Jabari Parker with the number one overall pick? Because it wasn't a draft like this past one where everyone knew from the moment the Pelicans won the lottery, Zion Williamson's going number one. When the Cavs won the lottery, it wasn't, oh, they got Andrew Wiggins. It's, well, Jabari Parker's available, Andrew Wiggins, Joel Embiid's talented injury problems. It wasn't a consensus number one overall pick. So there are a lot of things that could have been done differently, and a lot of them are out of the Wolves' control, to your to your question, Judd. So that's a fun thing to think about, not just in how it changes what the Wolves look like today, because there's an alternate universe out there where they have they have Joel Embiid, they have Carl Anthony Towns, and they have Zach Levine, and they're really young and fun and talented. There's also an alternate universe out there where they have Klay Thompson, and the Cavs might have won three or four titles since then because the Warriors just weren't quite as good. What's the alternate universe look like if LeBron doesn't go to Cleveland, so they're not really interested in trading for Kevin Love? They'd rather have that draft pick. And Jerry West pulls the plug and says, no, this Kevin Love for Klay Thompson deal isn't going down because you're all saying that Kevin Love and the Wolves were done and the right deal happened to come around at the right time. What if that deal isn't there? Do they do the two sides, Love and the Wolves, just have to swallow that bitter pill and carry on hand in hand until they find somebody to take him? I think there were I think the Wolves got really lucky that the Cavs and LeBron James clearly said, right. "Listen, we're just going to overpay for a third superstar because the Wolves franchise had precedent for selling a superstar for 50 cents on the dollar, and it was Kevin Garnett. Now, Garnett wasn't demanding his way out. In fact, that was more Glenn Taylor and the Wolves saying, hey, dude, like, let's just send you to a winner and, and see what happens here. I mean, KG refused to be traded for two or three years when it made sense. But I think if they had run into a roadblock and they weren't able to get Andrew Wiggins with, the, with, with, with that trade package, I think they would have just settled for a 50 cents on the dollar trade. I mean, you mentioned, like, Dion Waiters could have yeah. been the centerpiece for that deal instead of Andrew Wiggins. I well, mean, they turned out to be the same player, but... I, well, uh, you wouldn't have paid Dion the same way you paid Andrew, which yeah. would have changed the equation here. And also, that changes the equation for the Cavs big time, too, because they flipped Dion Waiters later that season for J.R. Smith, Aman Shumpert, and Timofey Mozgov. And at least two of those guys were a big part of them winning the title the next year that they probably don't win. They certainly don't win it, in my opinion, without J.R. Smith, because he meant a lot to that team. And Aman Shumpert, to a lesser degree. Do we have a but, statue of J.R. Smith in downtown Cleveland yet? Or is there that, should is that be next one. Summer? There should be one. Okay. I'm going there next week. I'm going to try and put one in the ground somewhere. <laughs> but, Rami, back to your question about what it looks like if LeBron doesn't go back to Cleveland. It's not as if there were was a lack of suitors for Kevin Love. Kevin Love was a hot commodity back sure. then. He was a an all-NBA player. He was a, a fringe MVP vote-getter. Like He was a really, really good player. Like I said, he averaged 26 and 13. The Bulls wanted him. The, the Celtics wanted him. I know at one point the Bulls, it, there was a rumor that the Bulls put Taj Gibson and Jimmy Butler on the table for Kevin Love. So that essentially would have turned into what the Wolves were just without Carl and without Wiggins. And that would have still not been very much fun. Jimmy would have loved it. Yeah. Well, I, if Carl or, or Wiggins weren't around, maybe. But <laughs> yeah, it true. would not have been very much fun. And they, they got the best offer that they could have gotten because LeBron went to Cleveland. Everything... Everything at the time worked out perfectly. Obviously, Wiggins hasn't developed into what everyone thought he could be, so that makes it look not as good. But they could not have done better in that trade five years ago. It it worked out for Love and and the Cavs because they got the desired result very quickly. But five years after the fact now, in your mind, Danny, how good a player has Love proven to be? I, I still think Love is a very, very good player. I don't think he's quite the same elite player that he once was, and I think that injuries have played a part in that. He's been he's missed a lot of time due to injury in Cleveland. But I think it was also fairly obvious, may, maybe not as obvious at the time of the trade as it is now, but he was never going to be the best player on a team that could win a title. He was never going to be the best player on a team that could be 
a home court advantage team in the playoffs. He was going to, maybe his ceiling was the best player on a six seed. That was probably his ceiling in terms of what he could do by himself. And if the Warriors didn't become the Warriors, not only do the Cavs win a title, they win several. Like, for instance, and I brought this up on Score North Live earlier, I think the 2017 Cavs might be the best team in NBA history that didn't win a title because they were better than the team that won the year before. The Warriors just added that Kevin Durant guy to the fold and changed the equation. So Kevin Love was never going to be that guy that could win a title by himself. But he was going to continue to be an all-star, which he's been a couple of times since being traded to Cleveland. A couple other times, injuries have gotten into the way. But he is still a a high-level NBA player. Yeah, the the Kevin Love era is such an interesting, potentially lost era. I don't think it was destined for a championship by any means. But at its peak, before Love broke his hand doing knuckle push-ups, in air quotes, I do that all the time. Doesn't look like it. All the time. Do you get mad? <laughs> irrationally mad, too? The, yep. At people? Constantly. Right before you do them? Constantly. And punch people, maybe, it's sometimes? Always, it's yeah. always in that order. I don't get it. It's, it's how he blows off steam. It really is. But they had a rookie, healthy rookie Rubio, and they had an emerging Kevin Love, and they were battling for the eight seed when those two guys played together for the first time, and it was Rubio that tore his ACL against the Lakers in the second half of a game uh, in that lockout-shortened season. And I do wonder if they had just a better infrastructure from top to bottom, from general manager down to coach, down to everything, and they would have added a third piece to, at the time, what was prime Rubio, prime uh, Kevin Love, and pre-injury Nikola Pekovic. What could they have done? Could they have been a feisty team like Utah has become in recent years, or Denver, that gets beaten like the second or third round of the play? Like, I think that team would have done something, but they're better off than a train wreck because now you get Carl Anthony Towns. It was a blessing in disguise that that whole thing train wrecked because Carl Anthony Towns is the best of, like, it's Kevin Garnett and then Carl Anthony Towns is the second best thing to ever happen to this franchise. Right now, Kevin Love statistically is still the second best player in Wolves, in Wolves history. Carl's going to pass him this year in, in just about every category that just says how good you are as a total basketball player. But Carl is also probably going to become the best player in franchise history if I had to bet on it. I think he'll have a better career statistically than wow. Kevin Garnett did because he's, he's a much better offensive player. He can do things that guys his size shouldn't be able to do. Kevin Garnett will always be the better defender, but Carl's going to be a, a terrific rebounder. He's always going to be a terrific scorer, and he's a, a better shooter than Garnett ever was. He could be the best member of the Wolves in their franchise's history. So basically, so, the Wolves won that trade. The the best thing that came out of the trade for the Wolves was not Andrew Wiggins. It was the ability to be a 16-win team and win the lottery for yes. Carl Anthony Towns. And I'll go back to the love pick. For, for all of the missteps, and my goodness, they've had a lot. The love pick is a great pick because that, that was the night that the crowd exploded. O.J. Mayo, you got And people were, Kevin Love came here doughy. I'd say he, he had potential for sure, but he did not come here anything close to being a finished basketball player. So to go back to that pick, that was a hell of a gamble and worked out really well. Yeah, yeah that was absolutely the right move. That was one of the, the probably the five best moves that the Wolves had made in the first 25 years of their franchise history. Yeah. That's Danny Cunningham, by the way. You can find him all over scorenorth.com. And if you haven't checked out this piece on scorenorth.com, it's a, it's a fun deep dive Today, the five-year anniversary of the Kevin Love trade for Andrew Wiggins. All right, Danny, go eat some fried food. You can also read it at the Score North mobile app. Which is free. The totally free Score North mobile app. For now. You're far too skinny. We'll see. Go get some weight. I know. Mr. Metabolism. Make us all feel better, you young. (laughs) I I worked out this morning, though. Yeah, that's great to hear. Yeah. Did you? Were you? I didn't see you at the gym. Oh, no, I didn't make it today. Oh, I didn't make it. <laughs> I'm going to make it um, sometime next week. Te- text me. I'll meet you there. When I'm not sleeping. <laughs> LA Fitness. Yeah. Wait, can we I get Judd to that one? Can we get Judd to play at least like one rotation in your pickup league? Uh, you, Matthew, are, and Jace Frederick? No, I'm not going to do that. Come to on, them. just like spot up and the throw those one arm. Our season ended Wednesday. Our season ended Wednesday. And Cunningham didn't play. You, no, I played Wednesday. So, oh, you did play Wednesday. Yeah, my, I, uh, I was dealing with some Achilles soreness. Yeah. Like, I was worried it was going to pop. You're like 26 going on 100. And yeah. by the way, KD played. <laughs> Cunningham didn't. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Sat out, yeah. I sat out our playoff game. By and the then way, we Co- had Kobe shot the free throws. 
Kobe shot yeah. the free throws. Yeah. Well, Cunningham also left a baseball game because he separated his shoulder, but it was his non-throwing shoulder. Yeah. And he came out of the game. Oh, you didn't tell us that. I dislocated it. Whatever. Pop it back in. Dave Dravecki played. Only it, judge it, gets that reference. It got popped back no, in, it. and then I had to have surgery on it. <laughs> I'm tired. You and know then what? It, it, derailed, it derailed my college football career, guys. Yeah. Did you really call it a career? I played in eight games. <laughs> And you are, by the way, eight games, five surgeries, you're in great shape. You are a physical mess. Oh yeah. My favorite thing is Cunningham in fantastic shape, right? I mean, not an ounce of fat, and this guy physically in far worse shape than me. Oh yeah. I'm, as far I'm, as he's shot, twenty six, five surgeries down, have two herniated discs in my back. I've got a bad ankle. I've got a bad Achilles right now. Probably you're sixty two. Probably some early stage CTE. Oh yeah, I was talking about that. Don't joke. He told me today. I think I got it. He was talking about that today because he brought up Antonio Brown. He's like, I think the CTE's flaring up in him already. I go, well, I mean, if you have a couple concussions, you probably had it. I played football from the time I was eight until the time I was twenty two. I probably had six or seven concussions. I bet I have yeah. CTE. Yeah. Like I'm going to have CTE. I love how like CTE has just been something that like oh football ah, brain damage. Like we just, <laughs> we just like joke about it now. That's me, folks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's come back here. We're gonna go through with a another Rami fried food challenge. Oh, is this happening? Come back. Okay, this yeah. was up in the air earlier. Yeah. All right, so cool. and I'm gonna guess that af- to go. after that fried food challenge, you're probably gonna need a nap, Rami Mac. Yes, yes, I will, and I will use uh, my my pillow, which I love. I love my my pillow you're gonna love your my pillow and if you go right now to mypillow.com and enter the promo code north that's promo code north you'll see seven deals there all using just one promo code seven deals using one promo code at mypillow.com promo code north including the my pillow body pillow which uh, i got one of those a couple weeks ago and it's pretty great you can also still get two my pillow premium pillows for the low low price of 69.98 that's just 34.99 per pillow again both of those deals using the promo code north at MyPillow.com. Huge savings on seven of MyPillow's most popular products, including the original premium MyPillow and the MyPillow Body Pillow, just $29.99, normally $85.68. Check out all the great offers, pick out what you want, and enter North at checkout. Save big now on seven of your MyPillow favorite MyPillow products. Call 800-620-4439 or go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio special tab, and enter the promo code NORTH and take advantage of seven great deals from MyPillow. All right, welcome back to the all-new Score North, where uh, Phil Mackey here is going to give you your Score North download for this hour. Oh, you know what? Zolget here. Very simple. Twins-Tigers opening of a three-game series tonight, Target Field. I'm not going to inform you about this series. Rather, I'm going to speak directly to the cl- uh, the home clubhouse. Here's the mandate. Win all three games, okay? Cleveland's now, what, three and a half back, correct, in, in the American League Central? You're playing a team, the Tigers. They are historically pewee. They're 38 games pewee? back. Did you in say the divi- pewee? Yes, yes, because right. it's daytime and kids are listening. This team stinks. <laughs> Sweep the Tigers. And by the way, if you go to these three games, your eyes are going to be offended by the players' weekend jerseys that you see. In fact, my friend Danny Cunningham boycotting the entire series because these things are so ugly. Don't worry. By next week. Will they week, be wearing the all-whites it's the all, all white. weekend? Yes. They uh, don't go back and forth between the whites and the blacks? Because I like the black uniforms. I believe it's all I really white. like the black uniforms. All-whites for home teams, and the starting pitcher... Whereas a black cap, oh, it's back and forth. Anyway, it's awful. No, you get you got to pick what you were. Like, I know Cleveland is at home, and they're wearing all black. Okay, well, the Twins, so they might rotate. Anyway, it's hideous. The, it's the Twins are wearing all white. Terry Francona <laughs> said that he's not making pitching changes this week because he doesn't, he doesn't want, want people to see him in black pants. <laughs> so that is your score north download. Twins win three games. There it is. There you go, Phil. All right, Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all-new score north and the score north mobile app. Thank you to everyone who has downloaded so far, and thank you for Danny for making the food run for this next Rami Fried Food Challenge. Oh, it was wow. my pleasure, really. Really it was. And and Rami is sitting over here in a blindfold. Now. Yes. Can you smell the food at all? I can smell it. I mean, I'm smelling a lot of smells. We're at the okay. State Fair. I don't smell exactly what I'm eating now. So with this being Rami's first ever State Fair, we thought it would be fun to take a segment that he used to do with his co-hosts on the fan in Milwaukee at the Wisconsin State Fair and do the Rami Fried Food Challenge to see if Rami can decipher 
what we're putting into his mouth. Just to see how educated my palate really is. I think I have a very educated palate. So, Judd, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you, I believe this oh. is one of your favorites. Yes, very good. It's definitely one yeah. of my favorites yes. here. Yes. Why don't you, uh, however you want. Do you want me to feed him again? <laughs> deliver okay. this All right. to Ronnie. All right. I'm going to ask you a very personal question. Okay. And I don't want you or the listeners to take this question the wrong way. All right. Do you want sauce on it? Uh, yeah, I'll take sauce on it. Okay. Yeah. And, yep. you'll, okay. and you'll definitely want to move your microphone down a little okay. bit just you're, to make sure yep. we don't get Mic sauce down. on the microphone. Ready to go. Yeah. Right. All right. Hold oh, on. That, wait, that's uh-huh. like Darth Rami. The microphone's on his yeah. Adam's <laughs> apple. <laughs> Phil, I am not your father. Uh, this might be hot. Do we have... I was going to say, do we have some type of beverage for him? He's got water. Is this, a, is this his water? Right here somewhere? Oh, hold on. Yeah, yes, yes. Can if Phil can... Yep, Phil just did. Okay, because this might be a little hot. I apologize like if that's the case. Spicy hot or temperature hot? Temperature, temperature hot. Temperature hot. Okay. Not spicy hot. All right. Temperature hot. I'm ready for it. All right. Are we okay. ready to go? Yes. All right. It's coming towards your mouth. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. There we uh-huh. go. Bite down. All right. Tell us what you're experiencing. Okay. And then I'll take the rest from you. And yeah, I put the mic back up. Okay. Mid-chew. And we can give you another bite if you need. You know what? Yeah, let me get another bite. Okay. I think okay. I know what it is, but let me get another bite. Perfect. Okay. All right. Uh-huh. By the way, we were lenient yesterday because uh-huh. yesterday we gave you fried cheese on a stick, and you said comes. grilled there cheese on a stick. We yeah. gave you the point. Yeah. We're going to need you to be a little closer yeah. to correct on this one. Yeah. That's fried ravioli. Correct. Uh, there there it is. Is. Wow. Nice That's work. making this too easy. Wow. Nice too work. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. So you sound like a man who's had fried ravioli in his life once. I've had. Okay. I've had my share of fried ravioli, yes. That That's really way. good, by the way. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. tasty. Excellent. Is that from, uh, what's it called over here? Vessios? Vessios, right over here. Yep. That's tasty. Top notch. That is good. This right here and the crab cakes over at the uh, Cafe Caribe. Yeah. Maybe my two favorite state fair food items, not named the gizmo. I might take that home with me, reheat it, and have it with my dinner salad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Can you back, use the back, fried of the, back of the salad. <laughs> if you can use the fried ravioli as croutons or exactly, something. Exactly, yeah. It's still healthy, right? You got that right away, though. That still was, works. That was good. You were right on top of that. I, for a second, I almost said fried pizza. Oh, you were I knew wrong. that there was some kind of mozzarella, and I tasted the, the tomato sauce. I thought for a second, fried pizza. Second bite, cinched it for me. Yeah. Okay. It's yep. a talent because like, you're, you're putting something in your mouth that could be a number of different things. Right. And it feels like you have some strong convictions. As it could to, be anything. Yeah. I mean, we're at the state fair. It could literally be, and they've fried everything out here. And going forward, these we're, we're, we're starting you off pretty easy here. Oh, yeah. No, these, this is beginner level stuff that we've done okay. so far, for sure. And don't think that we aren't taking notes on all the things that you've said that you won't ever touch. <laughs> because when you're blindfolded, you don't have a choice. Oh, new meats? We're getting them oh, on new... Oh, we have the full list. Oh, we're getting them yeah. on new meats. I hate you guys. <laughs> Mr. I'm not... Ta- I'm, not I'm, done with, I'm done with meats. I'm not going to eat alligator. Yeah. Ma, ma, ma. Well, just know that... You're going to eat alligator before right. the week's over. I mean, I don't know how I would guess it, though. That's not the well, point of the not, game. That's not our fault. That's not the point no. of the game. How would I guess something I've never tasted? Go eat it. <laughs> Go try it. Go try it. Go try it. It'll give you a better chance next year to guess it correctly. So That is true. You know, Judd, Judd and I were going through kind of a fun experiment based off our wild uh, uh, new dog mascot conversation this yeah. week. Uh, what's the dog's name again? Breezer? Breezer. Yep, as in the... Uh, Breezy boy. They've got... Breezy, Breezy boy. <laughs> yeah, he already can't stand you. <laughs> so we've got we've got Breezer now showing up to wild press conferences, and Breezer's got a Twitter account. Sure. And, and Judd asked me about three hours ago before our show, he says, <laughs> what do you think the other team's dog mascots would be called if the other teams in town landed dogs? If, if, if Breezer is the wild dog's name... What would like the the, the Timberwolves but dog? But if they're name being be, self-aware what, too, though. Yeah. What would the, what would the Twins dog name be? Because I said for for the Wolves, I said jump shot, and you said long two. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote, he wrote, so if they're self-aware, hello, here go hello. These aren't dog names, though. I thought they would have to be like legitimate or well, at Breezer's least close not to a legitimate. Dog, is yeah. Breezer a dog no. name? Breezer is. A, I, I could see that being but, a dog name. It, it's a hockey pants. So no, it's not. I mean, you could you could easily. Come up with like long two. By the long way, two's good. I don't think long most two. people. Which I why I think Breezer is a good name. I don't think I know. I didn't. Most people don't know that Breezers are hockey pants. In this state, they do. I don't know. In this state, everybody. To me, knows Breezer, Breezer sounds more like a dog name you than don't any know? sort of hockey equipment. What type of hockey fan are you then? 
Uh, okay. <laughs> well, then you guys don't count. <laughs> Sounds to me like more of a dog name than any sort of hockey See, equipment, so, to be honest with you. So I asked Judd, you know, it's, it depends on the era, too, because, like, if the, if the twins, I don't know, 10 years ago had a yeah. dog for a mascot. Yeah. I think the name would have to be Contact, <laughs> so that when you play fetch with the dog, you could be uh, you could be throwing to Contact. Yep. <laughs> Here, Contact. <laughs> Bring it back, boy. <laughs> yeah, Contact would be a good one. Uh, what about the Vikings? I said Wide Left. What? Wide Left. Be wide left. You're going to name Here a wide. dog Wide Left? Here, Wide Left. Here, Wide Left. Here, Here we go. Who's oh. a good boy? Who's a good wide left? Always just slightly missing his doggy door yeah. a little bit to yeah. the left and running into the door. Slams right into the thing. Every oh, time he plays fetch, it just misses a little bit to the left. Just oh, wide left. Barely oh, misses it. Oh, you know you're a good boy. I would name the Vikings dog Horny. Isn't that, that's a good dog name, isn't it? Horny? The horns? No, I get it. Yeah. Okay. No, we get it. It's not right. as much fun as wide left. I like Horny. I don't know. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, not surprised by that. Eats more food. That's why you picked the unicorn, isn't it? It is. Yep. Clearly. That's what I named him. Clearly. Uh-huh. Oh, man. So, all right. Let's reset. Mackie and Judd with Rami <laughs> here on Score North. Score North mobile app. And uh, we're hanging here at the Minnesota State Fair. Did I bring that to a screeching halt? I'm sorry. No, I think you're, oh, okay. I think you're good. All right. Uh, did you guys see last night? Did you see Indians Twitter Last night, I heard about it. I didn't see it. Derek Wetmore told me about it today, and I find this unbelievable. The Indians, so the Indians were all haughty there for a while, right? Hottest team in baseball for two months. They caught the Minnesota Twins. 11 and a half game lead evaporates into dust, and they hit a little bit of a rough patch. They even took three or four from the Twins, but they hit a rough patch in New York. They lose two or four to the Yankees, and then even before they lost last night, Indians Twitter, which is, by the way, objectively. It's a pretty funny Twitter account. If uh, if you don't follow at Indians, it's a, it's, it's a pretty good pretty good Twitter account. And so last night, Cleveland Indians account before their loss against the Mets says it's a long season. We didn't erase an eleven and a half game deficit to just roll over. We split a series with one of the best teams in baseball at their home ballpark. We lost the last two to a fringe postseason team, the Mets. Put a pin in that for a second. We understand your frustration, fans. Get it out here, but let's renew the perspective. Tonight, Mets Indians 7-10 and on a lineup card. Well, they got they got beat 2 to nothing, I believe. Yep. And Noah Syndergaard shoved. And Noah Syndergaard hops on Twitter and retweet after the game was over. Retweets the Indians sort of, "Oh, everything's going to be okay, fans. You know, let your frustration out." Tweet and says, we got some fringe for you right here. We call it a sweep <laughs> in New York City. Let's bleeping go Mets. Everything about that tweet is so cringy. Everything about it is like, hey, guys, we're, it's not that bad. Everybody calm down. And ha, 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 the Mets, they're a fringe playoff team. Everything about that tweet is so damn cringy. I don't know who thought that was a good idea. Who could have possibly thought? They typed out that whole tweet, then thought about it, and hit send. Who? Why? It, Why would you do that? But it's fantastic that, that it then got slammed back so hard. Right. I just, I love it. Yeah, but, he, okay, so he, here's where I struggle with baseball. Rami, I sort of agree, but then I'm like, but baseball should be more fun. And that tweet and those two tweets are great fun. So I struggle here because, in one sense, I, I agree and think, well, pro sports teams are crazy to tweet out things like that. But then I'm the same guy who's like, but pro sports aren't really no, that, much I, fu- I, that much fun at times. So I, I, do, I do enjoy social media back and forth between team accounts. Like Cubs and Brewers is awesome. If you watch those two go back and forth, it is great. And I appreciate it and I enjoy it. But it's done sort of tongue-in-cheek and it's done aimed at comedy. That wasn't that. That was that was a tweet saying, guys, everybody calm down. It's not that bad. And look, we got the Mets tonight. They're not a very good baseball team. Like, there was nothing funny or clever about it. It was just the whole thing. Every, every word, every sentence of it made me cringe. Yeah. Also worth noting, too, and I know so... So Danny's from Cleveland, and Danny, Danny did say, well, actually, they do say Ope in Cleveland. But when the Indians pulled within two or three games of the Twins before they eventually caught the Twins, and they had one of those sort of, they had like the, I don't even know how you explain it, but like a, like a caricature of someone squeezing past somebody else, and it said, oh, let us just squeeze right by you there. 
100% mocking Minnesotans, which is fine, by the way. Like, I have no problem with that. But then when Rand calls the Indians account on mocking the, the Twins fans and Minnesotans, Indians at Indians tweets back, well, what do you mean? It wasn't about you at all. We say open Cleveland all the time. I said, no, own it. Own it. If you're going to make fun of us, just own it. I thought everybody said, back does everybody say open? It's very much a Minnesota thing. Is that a Minnesota thing? thing? Yeah. This is why, though. I love it when, when when teams, including the Twins, lose after their fans, especially on Twitter, get haughty because it's so much fun to watch it get shoved back. The Syndergaard tweet's great, but I, I love to see any team lose when, when their fan base is like, well, now Cleveland's dead, right? In June, yeah. Twins are like, and then it's fun to see Cleveland come all the way back and, sho- and shove it at us, and then to see Cleveland be like, well, now we're greater, now you should calm down, and then they get it shoved in their face. I think the... The juxtaposition here of fan bases getting haughty and then ha- having to take it back is great fun. What, what do you guys think is most likely? How many games do the Twins have against the Indians left? Six? Six. Six? Three and three. What do you think is more likely? The, the, the Twins win five or six over the Indians or the Indians win five or six over the Twins? Because I, I think if, there's, if either one of those things happens, I think 100% it's the, the Twins put the Indians to bed. I think it's like I, I think the Twins beat them. You, yeah, you mean five or six. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I don't think sure. the Indians have it in them at this point. I, if, they, I think they've fired their bullets that they're going to fire in terms of being that hot. If Brad Hand gets it turned around, which is a big if, and it's extremely important for them, I think Cleveland has a good chance to win about four of those six games. If Brad Hand doesn't, I don't know. I mean, this team that bullpen is good, but its back end now is basically listless. Right. So they should get Carrasco added to the bullpen. In the near future. I mean, I, I'm still going to close, by the way. I mean, if Brad Hand can't close, figure it out. He might have to. He might have to. I'm a big believer in Cleveland's starting pitching. But if Brad Hand is really just fried or something has gone extremely off the rails like it has of late for him, then I think the Twins have a very good chance to win four of the six. Fried Hand. Now, that's... That might be part of the fried food challenge. Yeah. yeah. Let me slap this blindfold back yeah, on. I'm sure you'd like fried hand. <laughs> Saucer, <laughs> Saucer, no. Ring finger, Saucer no on fried hand, Ronnie. Uh, yeah, I'm going to want some sauce with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to want a little bit of sauce with that. That'd be a little chewy, wouldn't it? Did you guys see yesterday Newsweek had an article about cannibalism? Like, why aren't humans cannibals, basically, is what they were asking? No. Newsweek. They are saying what, it's... What was the end... Uh, but was, I didn't read the article. I only saw the headline and made fun of it on Twitter. But basically they were saying, you know, cannibalism isn't that strange in, 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 the, uh, in the food chain out in the world, out there in the wildlife. Why isn't it the norm for humans? That's basically what they were asking okay. in the headline. That's as clickbait as you can possibly get. <laughs> Listen, every great movement started with someone asking a question. That's okay. true. That's true. Oh, I don't even want to go there. All right. When we come back, predictions sure to go wrong. We are the only show that we know of anyways you're going to find in the country that puts our predictions on the record every week and keeps track of batting averages. It's write that down and an accountability session when we come back to the Minnesota State Fair. Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North.